welcome, and thank you for listening. As always, I don't claim to be an expert or an authority on any of the things I discuss. I am simply sharing my thoughts and opinions based on my own life experiences. In this episode of the Into the Shadows podcast, we will be discussing the utility of ego. Now, the term ego tends to have a negative connotation, and rightly so. When we hear, this guy has a bit of an ego, or this girl has an ego, the first thought which comes to mind is, oh, this person is probably annoying, or they're really full of themselves. And in turn, we may even start to question whether we want to interact with them or not. But the truth of the matter is that, by virtue of being human, we all have a bit of an ego problem. Because what is ego really? The way I look at it, ego is that little subconscious voice in our heads that drives us to compete, to measure ourselves and our stature against this person or that person. The voice that tells us to do things that our rational mind is telling us not to. Now, for as open-minded and level-headed as I like to think I am, I know I have a giant ego. I like to consider myself as a smart person, so when I'm in discussion with others and they say something that doesn't make sense or is something I disagree with, my ego is screaming at me to disregard that person. He don't know what he's talking about. He's not on your level. Ignore him. But more often than not, that person is simply sharing a perspective I haven't looked at before, and by ignoring that person, I am robbing myself of an opportunity for growth. And personally, a fair amount of my growth has come from the instances in which I didn't listen to my ego. For example, somewhat recently, a close friend of mine was giving me feedback on my book. Now, he comes from a scientific background. As a result, he has a very practical and real-world perspective on things. We were discussing my near-death drowning episode and the events I experienced while in a coma. For his rational mind, the events were hard to fathom, or even believe in the reality of them because there was no tangible evidence to prove the reality of these events. And at the end, he simply said, the right variables had to come together in order for you to come out of the coma. The whole time he was talking, my ego was telling me to ignore him. He has yet to open up his mind to the possibilities of this world beyond the tangible and physical realm, so it's pointless to try and convince him otherwise, or listen to what he has to say. But later, while meditating at a lake with a single leaf floating in it, his words kept playing in my head. Then it clicked. Instead of fighting against the current and drowning in the process, sometimes it's best to be still like the leaf and let the solution present itself in due time. Like the leaf floating to the other side of the lake, when I was still enough, the right variables came together to wake me out of my coma. If I had listened to my ego and ignored my friend's perspective, I might not have reached this profound realization which has helped to answer a critical question of my life. 
So, if not listening to your ego can provide growth opportunities, the next practical question becomes, why does ego tend to get in the way? We all have skills, traits, abilities, something we feel we are good at. And when someone comes along who challenges that, or has the potential to challenge that, our ego says, hell no, I'm way better than him or her. I'm too good for this or that, and I'm not going to let anyone think any differently. And it works inversely as well. When we're not good at something, our ego tends to prevent us from admitting we don't know, or even asking for help. Ego is a sort of defense mechanism which makes us yearn for the approval of others, or fear appearing as less than this person or that person. People often say, check your ego at the door, which is a lot easier said than done because our egos have a powerful voice. But that phrase, check your ego at the door, implies that all ego is bad. So the question becomes, is there such a thing as good ego? I would argue, yes. To be great at anything in life, you have to have an ego. Because ego can also be a sort of fuel that drives you to achieve the things you want. Let's look at it from a sports perspective, for example. When you compete against someone that's better than you, your ego is what drives you to get better, so that the next time around, you can beat that person and know that you are better, you are the best. And it applies to everything else in life. If you want to be great, you have to be better than what you were, or be better than the person next to you. And ego is what fuels that desire to be better. So when people say, check your ego at the door, do we really want to leave all of it at the door? The way I look at it, it's not a matter of leaving your ego behind, but rather understanding it, where it's coming from, and using it when needed, instead of being controlled by it. Again, a lot easier said than done. But since I started utilizing this method, I have grown much more as a person than in any other time previously. And with that, I leave you until next time.